0: Today is a great, great day. Uh, but January 1st, 1995, was a sad day for me. I think it was a day that the, uh, that the world maybe got a little less funny. Because it was on that day that, that Gary Larson, somebody knows, the creator of the Far Side cartoon, officially retired and published his last comic. And... Uh, it's okay if you don't share my sorrow. I, I understand. Uh, no, but I, I love a good comic strip. Maybe, maybe you do too. Maybe you love looking at the Sunday comics on Sunday morning. Uh, the ones in color, they're just great. And uh, I, some of the, my favorite ones are uh, The Far Side, like I mentioned, Calvin and Hobbes, which another one that's not published anymore, and Zitz. I like that one, maybe because it has to do with teenagers, uh, and since you're somewhat of a captive audience this morning, I'm going to show you some of my favorites. Now, I could go a long time, and I won't do that. But I wanted to show you some of my favorites. If you can't tell, the dad says he knows I hate this. <laughs> Classic Calvin Hobbes, by the way, is snowmen. You, you look up Calvin Hobbes Snowman, Google that, and you'll find some great ones on that. Another one: Dad pulls up, sign says, "Love the sinner, hate the sin." That's a good way, that's a good way to start the the, the evening. Guy whispers to his friend when they're in, while they're in hell, I hate this place. (laughs) It's kind of the point. Uh, The cows look a little worried that there's a brand that size that says, this cow belongs to Daryl Jones, hands off, so hands off. Yeah, the the cows look concerned. This one, I don't know if you can read this one. It says, his, friend, his few friends had told him he could never buy it. But Mr. Crawley surmised they just didn't know where the store was. So He's buying happiness. Uh, and then there's some random ones I, I have. I have this one in my office. It says, sometimes the way Brian sees things scares his dog. That one might be bizarro or something like that and then i like this one the the primary reason that cats will never develop a system of organized religion i really i just i don't like cats so that's why this one connects with me because i do think they have that opinion of themselves and then i I like this one perhaps you haven't found that section of the bookstore yet recently we had to have some uh, patio work done at our house. We had kind of a small seating area, but it wasn't very big. I, th- I think they enclosed our patio, and made it, uh, uh, another part of the house, and so we just didn't have very much outdoor space. And so we, we talked about it, and we didn't, couldn't decide between a deck or pavers or a concrete slab. And I think we ended, we ended up doing concrete slab. And so I had the contractor come over, and he's giving me a bid. And he gave me the number of okay. This is what it would cost to bust this out and then do all this other stuff. And uh, I admit I hate to pay for a project when I think I can do it on my own. And so I said, let me let me get back with you in a couple of days and see if I can if I can bust this concrete out myself. Uh, I borrowed my dad had a small jackhammer. I had a had an air compressor, and uh, so I went after it. And uh, I don't I don't know if you know this or not, but. Concrete's hard. <laughs> okay, so apparently you're familiar with that. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't do very well busting that concrete up. It didn't go as planned. And uh it was a combination of rainy weather. We've had a lot of that. Uh, I don't think my air compressor was big enough to handle it. But bottom line, I was taking about an inch off every 30 minutes. and I was like, this is not going to work. So I called him and said, hey, come on over and, and do that. Uh, I did feel better when the contractor told me that this particular patio was hard and uh, seven inches thick in some places, so I did feel better about outsourcing that job to someone else. There are some things you can outsource in life, and then there are some things you can't. When, when you think about it, you can outsource a lot of things. You can outsource... Uh, letting someone else do the oil changes in your car or your yard work or cleaning your house, painting your house, uh, a, appliance repair, car repair, uh, math tutoring. You can, you can outsource a lot of things in life. And sometimes you do it because you don't have the expertise. Uh, sometimes you, don't, you do it because it, just, it frees you up to have something else to do. And sometimes it's just, man, it's just easier to do it. There, there are a lot of things you can outsource. And then there's just some things, well, that you just, you just can't. For instance, I'm going to show you a video. What are your thoughts on on God and church and heaven and stuff? All great questions. Just, uh, it's, it needs to be answered pretty deep question for out on the lawn this morning. I do have a lot of thoughts on that particular issue. Sam, you're Pastor Mike, what took you so long? He was just asking me kind of what I believe. Gotcha. I'll take it from here. Thanks. See you guys. Okay. Well, first of all, Sam believes the Bible's the inspired, infallible word of God. Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross as a, a propitiation... I'm sure your dad's going to start coming to the games, you know, once the divorce is fine, things get better. Pastor, can I, can I get a minute? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm babysitting. I've got some groceries to deliver and bill. I'm That's great. For- Look, hey, Jack over here needs somebody to show him the love of Christ. Dad's a real jerk. You know, you got the counseling background. You get tickets to a game. You're late. Maybe just a round to catch to show him, hey, somebody cares. Yeah. Well, See so you Sunday. Me- oh, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm feeling okay, but the place is falling apart. I just don't know what to do. Every last dollar goes to the doctor. What can be done? Uh, Well, I don't, I don't know. That's, that sounds really sad. Somebody need a minister? Oh, pastor. Great, um... She can't take care of her house. There's got to be something someone can do for her, right? You mean help her out? uh, Meet her needs? That's a great idea. Why did I think of that? (laughs) I don't know. I I just did preach a 16-week series on showing love in practical ways. Oh, yeah. Hey, great series. Good luck, huh? Actually, I was just helping an older woman walk across the street. I left her in the median. Hi. Okay, so maybe that was a little exaggerated. <laughs> but you see what I mean. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of things you can outsource, and then there's just some things you just can't. I was at a uh, youth ministry conference in January, and there, one of the keynote speakers was a, name, a guy named uh, Dave Clayton. And Dave was talking about Exodus 33 and how we should be asking God's presence to go with us, just like Moses was asking God's presence to go with the Israelites. And... And he used a phrase that, that stuck with me. He said that the Israelites had outsourced their intimacy with God. What does that mean? Well, let, let's look at an example. When the pre- people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They, they stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. You see, Moses was the one in relationship with God. And God had chosen Moses to be his liaison to the people. That was was planned. But as far as the Israelites was concerned, that was just fine by them. Not only that, they, they preferred it. They preferred that Moses was the one to have the interaction with God. They were uncomfortable Hearing God's voice. Does that strike a chord with anybody? Being uncomfortable hearing God's voice? Have there been times when you don't necessarily want to hear what God's opinion is on this particular matter? On this particular subject? If so, then you can relate. The Israelites were uncomfortable hearing God's voice. They couldn't handle it. They wanted someone else to do it. And so we see the, the Israelites' relationship with God, or lack thereof. They were okay with Moses handling everything. Moses, just, just pass on what God says to you, and I'm good. I'm perfectly okay with that. And so the Israelites, are, they're outsourcing their relationship with God. They're outsourcing that intimacy with God. And as, as a people, as a nation, that relationship suffered because of it. When it comes to relying on someone else for the, for the health and closeness of a relationship it just doesn't work it, it never has uh, i mean think of it this way no one can love your spouse for you nobody can love your children for you no one can love your parents for you if i were to even suggest that and say hey i got a guy i found him on angie's list he will love your family for you isn't that great 10 bucks an hour well that just I mean obviously it sounds ridiculous. Even if someone started to start that sentence, you'd be like, okay, whatever. So why would the Israelites try to do it? Why would we sometimes try to do it? Because if, if we try, then we lose the, the, the closeness, the the familiarity with that, the, the the relationship. I mean you can't fake that. One of the one of the top rules for in, in youth ministry I don't know if it's written anywhere, but it's, it's basically be yourself when you're with the teens. Uh, don't, don't fake who you are to make them like you, because reason number one is they can spot a faker from a mile away. They can, they can spot someone who's posing as someone else like a bad hairpiece, and you have to be who you are. And I can't outsource the relationship with them and send someone else in there to build a relationship and then I come in and say, Okay, let's get started. It doesn't work. The same can be said of, of any any close relationship. And so the bottom line is you have to do the work. You have to be the one who, who works on that relationship. You can outsource a lot of things in life, and then there are just some things, there's just some things you can't. You can't outsource a relationship with God. You can't outsource your intimacy with Him. I was talking to, to Rodney about my sermon topic today, and, and he was reminded of, of something his friend said recently, and I was like, i got to write that down. And he, sa- he said that talking about a meal does not nourish the other person. Talking about the meal doesn't nourish the other person. You can talk about how great the steak was, at Texas Roadhouse, or how great enchiladas were earlier. Cliff and I were talking about uh, when we eat at Telly's. We can talk about that, but it doesn't give them any nutrients. It doesn't give them any nourishment. It may motivate you to say, hey, I'm going to go to that restaurant. Hey, I'm, I'm going to try that recipe. But it, that's about it. It doesn't give you what you need. We can, we can merely listen to people talk about God all day. You can listen to someone preach about God all day long we can bring back the old gospel meetings you can listen to discussions on the necessity of prayer sit in another class and all those we could do all those things all those things are good things i'm not bashing those things those are good things but if you don't do anything about it if you don't do anything with it then it does you doesn't do you any good have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they say, "Hey, do you know such and such? You know Bob?" And you're like, "Yeah, I know Bob." Oh, really? Well, what's what's Bob like? Oh, well, I don't know him. Know him? I know about him. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's different. That's a big difference between knowing somebody and and knowing somebody. Well, why? If you knew somebody, then then you know what makes them happy. You know what makes them unhappy. You know, are they generous? Are they kind? Do they have a good sense of humor? When you, when you know someone, you don't have a fact sheet on height, weight, stuff like that. You have an intimate knowledge of who they are. You can outsource a lot of things in life. And then there are some things you just can't. This was the verse that Robbie read earlier. In Philippians 3, and, and Paul talks a little bit about his, his pedigree in, in, in a way. He, he speaks about where he comes from and why he would have reason, if he chose to, to, to boast about it, to have confidence. He says, If someone thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, Faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Paul was telling them that if if they stand there and believe that their lineage or their, their rituals is what connects them to God, if that is what connects them to God, that they're missing it. They're missing it. Again, we can attend every Sunday morning service, go to every class, listen to podcasts, but you can't use those things to replace a relationship with the Lord. Because just as Paul points out, there is a surpassing worth, there is an unbelievable value in knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. I have a, I have a book in my office. Go back. We're right there. No. There we go. I have a book in my office written by Ben Stein. Uh, perhaps you're familiar with him, a uh, speechwriter for, I believe, President Nixon. Uh, Also was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Maybe that's where you know him from. Um, But he wrote a book called How to Ruin Your Life. And he instructs people to don't learn any useful skills, keep score, and whenever possible say, I told you so. So basically he's using reverse psychology in in an effort to wake people up. And so as as I wrap up this morning, I wanted to share... Three points on my how to outsource your relationship with God. These may not be the top ten, but they're, they certainly belong on the list. Number one, let someone else do the studying. Let someone else tell you about God. After all, they're the people that have done all the studying anyway, right? So don't bother cracking the cover of your Bible. Don't, don't read it on a regular basis. Instead, let someone else tell you about your relationship with the Lord. That should be enough. Let someone else do the studying. Number two, serve only yourself. you got to take care of numero uno, right? So don't get involved at church or with a small group or anything like that. Don't think of others' needs. Don't think about how you can help someone else. Take time to think about what makes you happy. Serve only yourself. And finally, number three, don't make it a priority. By the way, did you see what I did there? I made that number three. Anyone? Okay. okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> don't make it a priority. Your faith is not that important in the grand scheme of things. So don't spend time on it at all. It doesn't need to come first in your life. There are about a kajillion other things that should come first. So don't talk about it, don't pray about it, don't carve time out of your busy schedule for it, don't let it drive all your other actions. Don't make it a priority. Now maybe you're doing one or two of those things already, and if so, congratulations, you're on your way to outsourcing your relationship with God. Okay, hopefully you see right through that. right? Hopefully you can see that in fact, if you do these things, that your faith will become stagnant and weak oftentimes when when I share a message on Sunday morning uh, I wanna make it so that I'm addressing graduates and and the church and today is no different you can outsource a lot of things in life and then there's some things you just can't you simply cannot outsource your relationship to someone else not Not the Christian school that you're going to. Not the college ministry that you're going to be a part of. Not to your teachers. Not to your preacher. You cannot pass off that responsibility of knowing the Lord. You cannot pass off the work of a relationship. Don't live by proxy when it comes to knowing God. Don't outsource your relationship. Don't outsource your intimacy with God. Perhaps you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe you're feeling the effects of doing just that. If, if you're in need of prayers this morning, if, if you want to take the first step into developing that relationship with God and working on that relationship with God, we invite you to come down front as we sing this song.